This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Greetings listeners. Manawatu Spotlight shines this week on an area for the little ones in our community. Emma Oche is here from the Manawatu Toy Library to enlighten us about its joys. So welcome Emma. Kia ora, thanks Anne. So what is the Toy Library? Well, we're a community-based organisation. We've got over 2,000 toys and it's really for um, babies and toddlers, preschoolers and children through to about 8 to 10 years old. Open to everybody. Um, so we have a membership base, uh, which includes families. So it's basically a, like a, a library that yes. we all know. Yeah, that's but right. Yep. But it's for toys. Yes, that's right. So we offer a toy borrowing service. So we have oh, 2,000 right. toys. People become members and they borrow the toys uh, three weeks at a time, uh, three toys at a time. And uh, enjoy them at there. So there are some rules which we'll go into a bit later. Mm, So, um, what's the history of it? So, when did it come about? Yes, well, quite a long time ago, uh, 1976, it was established. And I understand originally it was set up by occupational therapists from the uh, hospital working who were working with uh, children with disabilities and their families. So they saw a need for resource uh, for toys and play equipment and things that were going to help those children with their development. Um, So that was 1976, and I believe the initial uh, space it was operating out of was uh, what's now at the back of the plaza in St Andrew's Church Hall. All right. Um, But, yeah, in that time quickly it became established that, or became obvious that all children could benefit from the play and the toy resources that were there in this amazing community resource. So... It soon became open to everybody uh, of all abilities. So mm. particularly where, um, those that can't afford to buy lots of toys because children outgrow them very quickly, do they not? Yeah, well, it's really for everyone across all socioeconomic groups. We know that all children benefit from a variety, rich variety of play experiences. So um, children's brains develop, learn, through, children learn through play. That's how they figure out how to do things, that's how their motor skills develop, that's how they learn to socialise, talk, interact, all kinds of aspects of our development is enriched and developed through play. So, so that, that's why nowadays in schools they have, um, oh, they call it playway and all sorts of thing, different things, but they do that sort of concept yeah, yeah. And, and the children um, don't actually do well. I, I guess they have reading lessons and that sort of thing in groups, etc. While while they're having their play way. But, yes. Um, well, there's a lot more understanding of learning through play, and um, that's right. And children's yeah. We, so we feel we contribute to that at the toy library, where anyone uh, who joins up as a member has access to these toys. So we've got over two thousand toys, and we can talk about the types of toys uh, and play equipment in a bit. But um, 
by by everyone can no one's going to be able to afford to buy all the toys that a child needs no, that, through the years. No, that's true unless you're millionaires. Unless or whatever, well, and even if you were, then you still need to you know put these toys somewhere. <laughs> so the storage is another factor which brings uh, people to our toy library as well. They don't want to be buying big bulky toys and then keeping them in their living room or on their decking. So and then they, also they outgrow them as well. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. The sta- yeah, children so. move through stages of development. Um, and the other benefit, which a lot of people are seeing nowadays, is the environmental uh, aspect because we know that raising children has a real impact on the planet. So um, to just be more sustainable um, and be able to have less of an impact and throw less things into the landfill so then, a dozen um, instead of having a dozen people buying the same toy, yes. they have one uh, those same dozen children borrowing it from the library. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly, one toy lasts for generations, uh, in, in this case, or at least for years. Um, and it's not only the toy, but the packaging that comes. You know, they come in some exactly. of the toys come in plastic, poly- polystyrene, and everything. Uh, we, we do try to support or. Toy manufacturers that have less packaging, because uh, we, you know, see ourselves as um, able to make choices in that environmental space. So, yeah, definitely. That's, anyway, the environmental aspect, the sustainability aspect, is another key driver, um, and that's become more apparent in the last right. few years. And mm. yeah, so we've had had the win in 1976, and and the Y originally for um, disabled children who needed the extra. Um, play therapy mm. um, by uh, and how it, so that's how it came about and it uh, was originally you thought behind the plaza so it's, it isn't there now um, there have been no. several moves since yes we've moved a few times over the years um, many listeners might remember for quite a long period we were out the back of QEC and uh, Ministry of Education a set of prefab oh, right. buildings um, off Edgware Road and then uh, in 2014, 2015, we got notice to move from, had to move from there. And we went out to Amberley Ave uh, for a brief period before we managed to secure a super location back in the central city. So now so we're. Where is it now? Yes, now we're in 200 Church Street, which is just opposite the fire station, or some people might think of where Freedom Print and Design is. And we're in that car park there on the corner of Cook and Church Street. So plenty of parking and fairly central. So yep. on your way into in and out of town, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes. So well, the cool. parking's a big thing because you know parents are coming often with their children, maybe baby and toddler, and they've got some bulky toys to bring back. So they're really the the parking, the safe parking off the road. There's really beneficial for us. It certainly was. Yeah. And I will. Can I just say here as well? We're grateful to the Central Baptist Church that own the building that we're in. Uh, so we're tenants there and lovely big space that's really neat for our purposes and we're very grateful to the support of Central Baptist Church. Well, that's great. Um, so how does one become a member? So well, are they adults on, on behalf of the children or do the children themselves become members? Or Right, so the membership is the adult signs up, that's right, yep. So adult signs up on behalf of their family or um, it's not just families as well, it's um, in-home carers, for example, use our service and... Um, uh, educators, there's some early childhood centres, even some schools with um, children who benefit from the toys, so they are members as well. So oh, really right. it's quite diverse and not necessarily the kind of uh, parent-child all living together in the same house scenario so necessarily. It's a, it's a family sort of thing, so there's a family membership, so if, the, if there are three children in the family, they're not individually itemised. 
Oh, no. Well, we, we worked in, we record all their names and details, but yeah, the membership is per family. We, families could choose to have multiple memberships. In the past, we have had that where one adult might um, have a couple of memberships so they can get more toys. But generally, people just stick with the one and they get three toys at a time. Um, and your original question about how to become a member, well, just come on in. We're open 9.30 to 12.30, Monday, Thursday and Saturday mornings. And come on in or have a look at our website and you can sign up on there as so well. So just in the mornings? That's right, 9.30 to 12.30. 9.30 to Yeah, we've made a volunteer run, so just uh, what we can do. We'd love to be open more hours, but we need to be able to resource that. And and people have to come in, like, for example, um, you don't deliver anything? or No, no, we're not that fancy. <laughs> we don't have the resources for that, unfortunately, Anne. Um, we, yeah, it's best if people come and then they can see the range of uh, toys and uh, we can give them a tour around, show them the toys, help them select things that would be suitable for the age of their children and the interests of their particular children. Yes, and because it's not always, um, I, I guess some child children might be below their um, dare I say it, normal age range. Well, everyone and, and develops differently, above, so, that's right. Uh, yeah. yes, uh, everyone so. develops differently and yeah, we don't have the toys. And they know their children, so I guess. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and yeah, to really see what it's all about, come on in and have a have a look around. We'll give you a tour and you can, we can tell more about the mm-hmm. um, And the, the current membership, roughly how many? Oh, about 210 members. So oh, yeah, wow. a little bit down over... COVID um, times, obviously. Um, before that, we had about 225 members. And, um, yeah, there's always new people coming in to join and then people who move out of, you know, needing a service or life gets a bit busy when the kids get off to school and things like that. So there's and always there's change. And annual fee? Uh, yep, people can join for a year. That's the cheapest option, $120 for the year. Um, but some people want to try it out. So we've got the three-month memberships for $40. Six months is $70, and we do have a discount for people with community services cards, which is $45 for six months. And generally they borrow for three weeks, did you say? Yep, that's the, that's our loan time, our standard uh, loan time for the toys. Uh, however, some people come every week for an outing. It's a great outing in a family-friendly, child-safe space, um, and then they can – swap their toys more often and get even more value from the membership. So so you've got a little space set aside that the children can play while the parents are looking? Uh, not really at the moment uh, because we haven't had um, – we haven't over this COVID time we haven't been encouraging playing in right. the library because of the sharing of the germs, but we, we'll get back to having that. But mostly the children are with their parents interacting, choosing toys together. That's more the model that I think works the best um, because children are actively involved, you know, once they get to about That's a, a year idea. old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the other thing I was going to say is, even though it's three week loan time, sometimes there's a toy which is really, really working well for the child. The child loves it, so the people can keep that for longer. And just we call that renewing the toy. So they just let us know they want to renew that one. So, um, and are there other rules like um, that that uh, 
you know, they borrow for three three weeks, but it can be extended. Are there, are there any other rules? Obviously, um, you might get into strife if a child comes and started throwing things around, but um, yeah. those are obvious well, ones. Well, yes, but. that's right. In the toy library itself, we're asking people to keep their children close to them, and um, if children are looking at toys, to make sure the toys go back into the right packets, um, and sanitising hands, and, you know, thinking about that transfer of... Uh, uh, germs and illness at this time. Um, however, other rules regarding the borrowing, we're just asking people to bring back the parts and the toys clean. You know, cleaning. We're a voluntary run service, so we don't want to spend all our time cleaning toys. So, the more members can help each other out by keeping the toys clean, um, and then bringing back all the parts of the pieces and, and just being responsible for the the toy and all the parts that it's got. All right, um, and um, you mentioned also for um, when what happens when they're returned, they, they obviously check to make sure they're nice and clean and that if, if it's got lots of bits to it that they're all there. Yeah. Um, what happens if there isn't a bit or um, how do you know that all the bits are there? Mm. Well, all our toys are numbered. We've got a database, online database, a specialist uh, toy library software, and we've been using that for about three years. Um, before that was much more traditional card system. But even back then, all the toys had a number, all the parts were listed. And so we're, they, we're checking all the parts as they come back in, and each part's got the code, the number of the toy on it. So we know what's there, we know what's missing, and we ask the member to find and <laughs> look for the part. Sometimes they can't find it. Um, at the moment, we're not charging for missing parts, and we've found members we used to uh, in the past, and we've um, just decided to try not charging for the missing parts, and it turns out people are just as honest and just as likely to bring the things back if, um, if it comes with, across yes. down the sofa. Yeah, yeah, and people bring their things back uh, whenever they can in the future. That's right, exactly, because we everyone, members know that to keep these toys, this amazing resource, uh, worthwhile for, for members to borrow from. The, the toys have to be complete, so they, they everyone's got an interest in um, bringing back the parts and keeping the toy parts together. And and what if one's been damaged? If a, a, you know the dog, the dog's chewed this bit or whatever. Yes, sort of thing, dog, do you have puppy, to puppy chewing and children chewing is um, part of it. Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> um, we don't charge for fair wear and tear of toys. So we know toys get played with, and when during play. Uh, there can be um, breakage and things get damaged. So that's that's normal. We don't charge for that. Um, puppy, that's a bit of a grey area. Sometimes people would offer to pay for some um, replacement of a toy. If there's something else that's happened, like um, a toy's been left on the firebox or something that and kind of is not fair wear and tear, um, then we'd typically ask people to make a donation towards the replacement of that uh, cost. But, yeah, mostly we're not charging for – we're not charging for fair wear and tear – play, you know, damage through play. So um, are donations accepted? So where do the toys come from? Yes, well, mostly we get um, new toys through applying for grants from philanthropic trusts and other um, funders. Uh, some people donate toys. So, yeah, we're happy to have donations of toys that are clean, that are in good working order, that are durable kind of a toy that would be suitable for being, you know, trans- Toys have to be able to be transported and out the toy library. They've got to be able to be contained in some kind of packaging. Um, we've got to see if it's a safe. So you wouldn't you know, have something. a big playhouse, for example? Uh, it depends on how big it is. Yeah, you know, it needs to be able to fit into the back of a car. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing is that sometimes we sell donated toys for fundraising. So oh, we right. just um, recently this weekend we were at the parents' centres pre- preschool garage sale where we have a stall quite regularly and we sell donated toys that we don't think will fit in our collection. So they're good toys, they're good quality toys um, that often not even very much used but we just don't think they're quite durable enough or the parts, you know, I don't know, so there's something about the toy we don't think is going to be quite right for our library collection so we sell it for fundraising so if people are happy to um, uh, for it to be sold you know to make most money then that's another so um, you would tell them that um, we we, well I I guess maybe it sounds a bit rude but (laughs) we don't need that but uh, would you mind if we sold it for yeah yeah well no well anyone's inquiring about donations we're upfront about that I don't consider it rude it's just um, upfront so we might take the toy, the donated toy, into our collection if we think it's suitable, and if not, we might sell it. So, you know, we oh, don't, right. yeah. But we don't want anything which is mouldy. We don't want things which are broken. We don't want to so have if people to come in with those. You reserve the right to refuse. Say, I'm That's sorry, right. but, yep. yeah, yeah. And we we don't we don't go around advertising for donated toys. To be honest, it's not really a big part of what we're trying to do. It's much better for us to. We're grateful for grants, money that comes right. and allows us to choose the new toys. And if anybody has got any toys that they'd like to donate, they would bring that down to the um, toy library yep, just home bring them in. opposite the fire station yes, yep. or in that freedom. Yeah, bring yeah. them in and we'll have a quick look at them, yep. Cool. Now, is, are there contact details that interested listeners might like to ring up and find out more information or whatever? Well, the best way would be to look at our website, actually. So it's the Manawatu TL dot my base m i b a s e dot co dot n z right so I, could, I could just say that again m a n a w a t u t l right for toy library dot m i b a s e dot co dot n z so that's our website we do have a telephone number um zero two seven three six four six nine one one but that is, um, you know, we're just there during the session times and in the session times we're often too busy to answer the phone. So, yeah, it right. works better to either just pop in or um, look at our website or email us because all the contact details are on our website, so there's email addresses as and, well. And talking about session times, it's it's not a 52-week um, a um, facility, is it? Uh, not 52 weeks. Uh, we do shows shut for about three to four weeks over the Christmas time, uh, but we open most of the school holidays um, except for illness or things. So if people are members, when people join up, we let them know to where to find out about um, changes to the usual session schedule. So if we're sick or we're taking some annual leave or something, we... Uh, might let our, you know, we might at short notice have to let members know that we're closed, so we email them or put and put it on our Facebook page as well. But yeah, All that's right. for members. So we're going to take a um, music break now, and we're going to hear "Marvelous Toy" by Tom Paxton. It went zip when it moved and bop when it stopped and whirr when it stood still. I never knew just what it was, and I guess I never will. When I was just a wee little lad Full of health and joy My father homeward came one night And gave to me a toy A wonder to behold it was With many colors bright The moment I laid eyes on it It became my heart's delight It went zip 
when it moved and bop when it stopped and whirr when it stood still. I never knew just what it was and I guess I never will. The first time that I picked it up, I had a big surprise. For right on its bottom were two big buttons that looked like big green eyes. I first pushed one and then the other, then I twisted its lid. When I set it down again, this is what it did. It went zip when it moved and bop when it stopped and whirr when it stood still. I never knew just what it was and I guess I never will. It first marched left, then marched right, then marched under a chair. When I looked where it had gone, it wasn't even there. I started to cry and my daddy laughed. That I would find when it turned around, my marvelous toy chugging from behind. It went zip when it moved and bop when it stopped and whirr when it stood still. I never knew just what it was, and I guess I never will. Well, the years have gone by too quickly, it seems. I had my own little boy, and yesterday I gave to him a marvelous little toy. His eyes nearly popped right out of his head. He gave a squeal of glee. Neither one of us knows just what it is, but he loves it just like me. It still goes zip when it moves and bop when it stops and whirr when it stands still. I never knew just what it was, and I guess I never will. Well, we're back with um, Emma Oche from the. Toy Library, the number two toy library. Thank you very so, much. Um, you. Can you just recap for us briefly, Emma, what it is, in case listeners weren't listening before? Y- yeah, sure. So the Manawatu Toy Library, we're down there on uh, Church Street, corner of Cook and Church, opposite Freedom Print and Design. We're a toy lending service available and open to families, including grandparents or other family carers, uh, in-home carers, educators. Anyone can come uh, and sign up to be a member and borrow toys for the children they're looking after. So what's your current role? I'm the president of the Toy Library, so we're a community organisation with a management committee with people having different roles, so I'm the president. We have one uh, part-time administrator as well, and otherwise it's volunteer run, so volunteer committee and lots of volunteers who also are not on the committee but help with the day-to-day uh, sessions, checking all the toys. So do you out. need any volunteers at the moment to help out? Yes. Oh, we're always looking for keen people uh, who are interested in supporting this uh, organisation, which is really all about community connection and, you know, supporting young families and young children. So what sort of um, jobs would you be looking for people to do? The main thing we're looking for always is uh, toy librarian assistants, so people who come in during our session times, which are Monday, Thursday, Saturday mornings, 9.30 to 12.30. Some people come uh, once a fortnight or once a month or even once a term, and people who are interested in... um, well, supporting family. So really there is a family-friendly environment. There's going to be kids around, so it can be busy and noisy. Uh, so if you're into that, and also people who are methodical, because we need to check through all the toys, and often they have multiple parts as well. <laughs> yes, so, you mentioned before um, that they're all individually marked. So number, yeah. number one toy has 12 
uh, items which are all marked with numbers, etc. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, we're literally checking through a, a kitchen set, for example, with the kitchen, and then there's the different food parts and the plates and the knives and the forks and things, all part of the toy or a Lego Duplo set. So we say with um, ninety pieces, you know, there, there's some toys with that require a lot of uh, focus and methodical um, thinking, numeracy and literacy is helpful as well um, for this role. Um, but yeah, we're quite flexible, really, about different people's um, interests and abilities. Now, what what if um, there was a toy that was uh, minorly broken? Mm-hmm. Um, is is that possible for you to accept and get restored? Uh, we probably wouldn't take one on a, a toy that was um, damaged already, but we do obviously get a lot of damaged toys just from children playing with them, toys that belong to us and part of our toy library collection. And the men's shed uh, are very helpful with uh, coming in every fortnight or so to collect toys to men. So we're really grateful for our uh, collaboration with the men's shed and um, Graham Slater and his uh, colleagues down there. Yes, yes, yeah, they're really, really supportive of our work. So that's really great. And other people over the years, other individuals who are interested in mending uh, wooden toys or plastic toys or kind of mechanical problems with toys. Uh, we've had many people over the years individually come in and take a bunch of toys away at a time and bring them back to us. So, yeah, we have a system for repairing toys. We are very keen to extend the life of all the toys because then more children can play with them and that also meets our environmental objectives to you know keep things out of landfill as long as possible. So um, all the database work is done by you or other um Volunteers who are really technical here. Oh, yeah. So, so, so volunteers uh, with, um, I'd say, basic to intermediate level computer skills. So we've got a database which is on the internet. So, yes, that that was helpful. Um, It's not strictly necessary to have computer skills to volunteer at the toy library, but over time that's becoming uh, a more More important part of the way we do things. But people need to be able to count um, and yeah, work through a set of things in a methodical way and uh, also be happy. You know, we, we're organised, we've got our systems, but it can seem a bit chaotic at times. So people who are able to deal with that kind of environment. Yeah. So, and um, we didn't go into the types of toys that mm. you have. Yeah. So we have toys and play equipment. Uh, we have uh, baby toys for little ones, uh, things with wheels and and of course, an effect toys where you push button and some music comes or something pops up. Uh, a set of musical toys, loads of xylophones and drums and things like that. <laughs> All the noisy yeah, stuff that noisy drive people ones. mad. Um, in the communication section, there's lots of language resources and games, uh, rhyming, um, everything to develop uh, children's uh, language in English and a bit of te reo Māori resources, a few te reo Māori resources as well, which are very popular. Uh, coordination section for the children's fine motor skills, um, things to bang, things to screw, things to put into different places, uh, hiding things. So all all types of um, necessary toys to learn as you're playing, as yes. you said before. Yeah, large motor skills, fine motor skills, the larger toys, ride-ons, trolleys, uh, walkers, um Things. Uh, then we've got sort of a whole set of imaginary play, animals, farms, sets, transport, train tracks, All right. um, early sports equipment like croquet and cricket, family board games in another section, and then really important section which we call differences and similarities, which is really early maths. So your shape sorters, your stacking right. puzzles, your puzzle, jigsaw puzzles, 
and then um, resources for learning to count, maths. Yeah, so really everything for children's development up through to age 8 to 10 really is there. So really a good place to go and investigate. So those hours again, um, Emma? Yes, 9.30 to 12.30, Monday, Thursday and Saturday mornings. And that's all year round apart from about three weeks over Christmas. Yeah, and we don't open for public holidays either. And volunteers are required. Um, go and inquire and think if that might be for you to help out at yeah, the library. Yeah, that'd be super. Thanks, Anne. Uh, Emma will be very pleased to see you. Yeah. So thank you very much, Emma. So that's been most informative. And hopefully, listeners, yeah. it has been useful for you as well. Thanks, so for, thanks. thanks for having me, Anne. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.